Hi, I'm Kim Rickards, professional superglue and co-creator of Manifest. Manifest is a global platform with a vision to empower professionals of color to make connections and build intentional community to manifest careers, dreams, and goals. In this podcast, we will nurture, inspire, connect, and elevate our listeners through relevant stories and conversations. Now, let's Manifest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Manifest. Today, I'm joined by Baker, turned event planner, turned owner of HackTack Events, Denise Grant. Denise's journey began with making custom cakes and treats, but she's been finessing this for the last nine years or so, and now she's pivoted into event planning back in, I would say, 2017 after discovering that full service was the better move for client optimal success. Denise, welcome to Let's Manifest. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited that you're here. We're going to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship and how you got started and all those fun things. Okay. Before we get into that, we're going to play a quick game of this or that. And the rules for this is really that you're going to say whatever comes to mind. You're not allowed to think. And I know you are a strategic thinker and planner. (laughs) So this is going to be something different for you because (laughs) you're not allowed to think for this. Whatever comes to mind first is what you're going to say. Okay. All right. You ready? Yes. Let's go. Let's go. First one, cupcakes or cakes? Cupcakes. Cocktail or sangria? Cocktail. Day or night? Night. Beach or lake? Beach. City or country? City. TikTok or Snapchat? TikTok. (laughs) Hip-hop or rap? Rap. (laughs) (laughs) Like, mm. and the last one, nine to five or entrepreneurship? Entrepreneurship. All right. See, now that wasn't too bad, right, Denise? That no, was easy. Wasn't bad. Those were easy except for the hip hop rap part. I was like, wait, <laughs> I like them both. Okay. Yeah, I like them both. You like which to choose, which to choose. And you know, you know, the reality is that in real life we don't have to choose, but just for that game, we just have to make just a quick choice. So yeah. it's all good. All good. But you know, a few minutes ago I shared that you were a baker, event planner, and now business owner. But what are three more things that people may not know about you? Well, most people already know this, but I am a mom of a 10-year-old boy. Aww. <laughs> um, he actually is the boss. I just work here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so most people do know him. Um, I am a music lover. Love, um, if I'm stressed or whatever, music calms me. Old school R&B, hip-hop, rap, reggae. Um, mm. And I am a Jamaican-born native. Nice, nice. So see, that's why you had a hard time choosing because you like both of them. You need music to calm you, to get you in the right mood. I'm feeling it. So what would I say? You said you like that too. Well, I would say, so, you know, when it comes to, you know, being a mom and having a career and things of that nature, where will you say you feel most impactful because you're doing some big things, entrepreneurship, mommyhood, you know, those are big jobs. Yes. And they're both full-time jobs. Um, full-time jobs. That's true. Mom, mom is more than a full-time job. If they had something else more than full-time, I would, I would call it that. Um, 
I find myself most impactful, um, a little bit of both, but mostly as a mom, because, you know, I show him entrepreneurship in what I do. Cause like I said, he's always with me. Most people do know him. Um, but then, you know, I also get to enrich him and, you know, help him grow and mold into his own person. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I find the most impact there because I'm actually influencing who he becomes. Right. Right. But I thought that one of the, the cool things when I was doing some research on you was knowing that you even had a background in met in the healthcare industry. So it's like, yes. y- yeah, you've been, you've been doing a lot. And yes. I was like blown away by it because I was curious to know how your career path led you to where you are currently. Uh, well, it actually, you could thank my son. <laughs> so, yes, I, I do have a background in healthcare, healthcare administration. Um, for over 10 years, I worked in the healthcare industry. But my my baking originally started because of my son. So my, my primary business, which was baking the custom cakes and treats, um, started because I wanted to make his first birthday cake. And cool. I was determined to learn how to do it myself after seeing a friend of mine walk around and get told that the smallest cake would cost almost $200. I was like, you know, I'm going to make it and I'm going to do it myself. (laughs) And I took some local classes at, and believe it or not, Michael's, Michael's has some great basic decorating classes. Mm -hmm. If you know how to bake and you want to learn how to decorate like a pro, Michael's has some really basic classes that you could start. And I just continued, you know, teaching myself, watching YouTube and, you know, my friends and everyone that I had around me back then were like, you should, you should do this as a profession because it's actually good. Right. And I listened. <laughs> and, and, here listen. I am. and here you I see? am. Well, like, you know, we got to shout out those friends that believe in us and that support us and push us to know that we can do more than what we're doing at the moment. You know, they see the vision bigger than us. And those friends, even your son, they clearly were pushing you out of a comfort zone because maybe if you didn't see that friend that had that cake that was $200, you probably would have been like, I'm okay with, you know, just chilling. And who knows what would have happened. But because you were determined, like, let me do my thing. I'm not spent. Why give them $200 when you can do it yourself? You know, like, and I, I mean, again, I'm all for supporting businesses. So yes, shout out to all business owners because everybody deserves their coin. However, when you do want to put your own personal touch on it, there's nothing wrong with learning a new skill set and being that person that says, I'm just going to learn how to do it and do it. Yes, absolutely. And and I feel the same way. Absolutely. Give, you know, respect where it's due when it comes to supporting a business, um, especially right now. But if you can learn and grow in a new skill set and you end up loving it because it's one thing to do it just to do it but you know you have to have also a love for it Mm -hmm. um definitely you know open up your mind to to doing that because you never know where it'll take you you don't and then that's a nice segue for where this has all taken you so it started with the cake yes now it's transformed into full-blown business yes so let's talk about that. <laughs> like, let's let's go into that a little more. So I would ask you, what was your first event that made you say, yes, this is going to solidify me in this space and I want to continue to do this? 
Well, when I was doing the cakes, I would um I would always do something towards an event. So mm. um I started doing events for celebrities, and I did some I did a table for Caesar of Black Ink in Atlanta that needed to be decorated, and I did one here in New York for Dream Doll, and I was like, I like this. Mm. And you know it, and I was only at the time getting credit for the cakes, but you know I was into the decorating. And I was like, I think I like this and I and I want to do this and I want I want to be able to let people know that I can offer this service to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then with the decorating, I don't think I mean, again, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm like, Denise, I almost feel like you're making it sound way more simple. I'm sure there's tons that even goes into that. Right. Because well, there's a lot that goes. Into- <laughs> I'm like, you probably have to show them a design and like you know, build a concept on all these different things and get some approvals. But again, that's, to me, I would say like that in itself is a full-time job as well, because those, those things are time consuming. Yes. The week, the week before an event is always very eventful. (laughs) As I call it, Um, it's the event before the event. And the reason why I call it that is because you're absolutely right. We do need the time to redo floor. And and I'm very meticulous in what I do. And the thing about it is, and even with the cakes, I never sketched the cake. It all came from my mind and went straight on the cake. And my events are, are sort of led the same way. I'm just now starting to work with floor plans, but I see the vision in my head and I go with it. And then if I'm looking at it and I'm like, wait, no, I want to add this. I go with it and I drive my staff nuts. Let me, I'm, I'm my poor assistant. <laughs> and, you know, I, I drive them nuts because I don't, I really don't write things down. And I, it comes more from the heart for me if I could just do it. And my mm-hmm. kids are like that and my events are like that. Like mm-hmm. I really try my hardest to just create from my heart. Mm-hmm. So the event before the event is what I call it because then we're doing all the running and the <laughs> and mm-hmm. I've got to make the plate setting and if I don't like it I send the picture to the staff and I go okay which one do you like and then I start making invitations and and thank you cards and I go okay which one do you like so wait, I drive so- everyone nuts before <laughs> wait a second so you're doing thank you cards all that stuff too this is all a part of your full service yes so wow. With HackTack Events, we provide the full service experience. Um, we give you everything from the beginning to the end. Okay. If you need decor, we do it. Um, we definitely do the custom cakes and treats, and I'm still the baker. I have not relinquished that yet, so I still do the baking. If you need um, thank you cards for your table, florals, DJ, food, we bartending service, we provide it. Wow. Wow. And how has it been? Because I'm guessing that part of this is really leveraging your community. So how has it been building a solid community in this space, especially during these current times? Uh, Actually, I've been blessed. Um, Mm. The last nine years have definitely been uh, amazing for me as far as community, as far as my clients still continuously being my clients accepting the changeover and actually working with the changeover. I have some clients who won't 
do anything without me. And, and I have some clients who trust me enough to say, okay, here's what I'm envisioning. Here are the colors you put it together. Right. So I've been blessed enough. And especially now, even with COVID with, with good people that trust my vision and trust my, my creative eye enough to just kind of let me guide them the way I need to guide them in order to make their event a success. Right. Which is awesome because that strengthens the community and then they're able to promote and be your ambassadors when you're not around, which just continues to be rinse and repeat, right? Like you'll be able to do the same thing for them. And it just, yeah, it keeps the business going, which is awesome, especially right now, because there's been so many things that have had to change that it's great to see that your business has not taken a hit in that area. Yes. Um, you know, we, we took a hit in the beginning, just mm-hmm. like everyone else. Um, right. I was going to say, I think everyone did, right? Everyone took a hit in the beginning and it became hard, but I feel like it made you think. Right. And it made you do made things you get creative. outside of the box and it made yeah. you get creative and it made you do more intimate deep. For me, it, it made me do more intimate detailed events because right. if it's more intimate, you can put in a little bit more heart. Mm-hmm. You know, the larger the event, you just want to get it done and it's beautiful and you still have an, enough heart in it to make it everything that you wanted. But when the event is smaller, I feel like we listen more, mm. um, or at least I do. So, mm-hmm. for example, I had a bride two weeks ago and, you know, she was like, well, I don't know what I want. I know I want a garden theme. I'm not really sure on colors. Um, I know I'm just only doing this once. And I'm like, okay, so you're not really sure on colors. You want a garden theme, but you're going to do this once. So I'm not going to give you this tiny thing that you say you want, because this is really not what you want. You're settling, and I'm not going to allow you to settle on your wedding. And I didn't. I upgraded all of her (laughs) equipment. I gave her florals galore, and I made it everything that she didn't think could happen in her backyard. In her backyard? In her backyard. Wow. (laughs) So, oh, wow. you know, you, you, you listen more and you can create more detail in this time, especially when the events are small, you, you get to know your clients and spend time with them. We've now been doing virtual consults. So even though we're in this time, I still get to meet my clients, mm-hmm. you know, they don't just meet me the day of the event. They see my face, they get to know who I am. We get to talk, laugh, hold a conversation. And, you know, I get to be a part of of their event by being a part of their lives for that time. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, I know I've seen you do some pretty cool things during this time and create more meaningful moments, I would say, especially in the beginning where it was like a pop-ups and you just, I I think you were one of the first people that I saw even doing the whole pop-up event where you came in and you set it up so that people were able to be socially distanced, but they were still able to have a good time and still, enjoy if it was a milestone they were celebrating or even even if it was they were just getting together they were still able to have a good time safely i believe you were one of the first people that i saw doing that and i know you've done some other cool things but what's one of the i would say the top five (laughs) what's one of your well what's yeah that's the question i want to ask what's your top five (laughs) So the funny thing is the very first one that I thought was the coolest thing was the birthday drive-by. 
I think I had more that, fun than the A kids. lot of people did those. Yeah. But, I feel like, again, you were probably one of the first people I saw doing these. And then I saw people calling them then honk and wave and all these different but crazy thought, things. But yeah, you know I feel like I, I saw you doing that first. Yeah. But you know what the, the coolest part of it was? The Which community one? got involved. My very first one was a little boy in right. um, Long Island and his theme was like Lego police and fire. And mom got the fire department and the police involved. And they really did nice. start the line. And I thought, you, I think I had more fun than the kid. I thought it was the coolest <laughs> thing to see this fire truck starting this whole birthday line. And just, you know, giving people those happy moments in this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and- just, it just showed me what creativity is when, you, when they think you can't have any. You know what I mean? Because right. it, this is a time where everyone thought you would just stay down. And people were like, no, we're still going to get creative. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that was one of the ones for me. And then when everyone started enjoying outdoor events, they were like, well, we're just going to start having things outside. We're going to get tents. We're going to get tables. And we're going to make outside look like inside. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I loved doing my, I mean, it was hot, but I loved doing my outdoor setups. <laughs> my very, <laughs> my first birthday outdoor setup was a beautiful one. Um, and then I had a 60th birthday for a mom, which I, I thought was really nice. And, you know, you learn some things in these, in these situations, because when you don't do a lot of outdoor events, it's a learning experience and a learning curve. So every last one of right. them taught me something as we move forward into the next phase of our business. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, all of those were my favorites. And even we've done some intimate indoors. I had a young lady, she cleared out her entire living and dining room. And she's like, I want a birthday dinner. Like we're in a restaurant. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And okay. she moved all the furniture out of her living room and her dining room. And we set up her house. Like we were in a restaurant. And I thought that I was cool. Yeah, everyone is getting so creative at and home. You know, exactly what I was just going to say. I was going to say that I love that people are using their space. And what was so interesting is that pre-pandemic, so many of us were spending a lot of time away from our homes, right? Mm-hmm. So we were constantly out and we were traveling, you know, we were going to these restaurants and exhibits and expos and street fairs and you name it, we were there. But once the pandemic hit, people were like, well, look, my life is not going to stop now. I just have to learn how to recreate what I want right where I'm at. I call and it I rem- pivot. <laughs> we yeah, gotta learn you to have pivot. to pivot. You yeah. have to pivot. But I remember having a conversation with you and you even saying you were doing Zoom parties as well, like doing the setup yep. for that. Yeah. So Zoom parties and, and virtual event planning has now become a thing. Right. So when you don't want to have to send out the invitations, create the background, set up the Zoom, you hire someone to do that. So it's pretty much like day of coordination services. So they have coordination services as you would take over for the day. The vendors would come to you. The staff would come to you. The, the, the client has nothing to do for the day but relax and enjoy. You take care of the entire event from the start of the day to the end of the day. So you, that's what it is, basically. You're, you know, you're a virtual coordinator. You're coordinating Zoom events. If they want a DJ, you get the DJ. If 
there's gifts going out. You mail out the gifts so that everyone has them. <laughs> so, you know, you become a virtual assistant slash coordinator in, in a sense. And you stay marketable. And yes. that's what matters, right? Because during this time, you want to make sure that your business remains relevant and you have to stay ahead of the curve. And I think you've been doing an excellent job with that because it's not easy, you know, it's not easy at all. And some people listening, I'm sure they're going to be inspired by your story, but more than anything, empowered for them to continue, you know, pushing if they are in a rut or if they're feeling a little stuck, you know, like take a page from Denise's book and just start to think, you know, more creatively and start to also leverage your network and your community because you just never know the people that you've been working with or that you've worked in the, with in the past, they may be in a similar position, right? Or they may yeah. be ready for that next level and you may be a part of where they can go together. So I would say for anyone listening, just know that it takes a village for real. It does. It, you know, it's not, you know, growth is not something you can do alone. No. And in this moment, in these moments, I also took the time because you know what? It gave us moments to stop, think, and and regroup. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the regroup, we grew because we took the time in the beginning when it was really slow to do the things that we could never really do before. Right. And, and this is also a way to leverage your business. Like, it's not also, it's not just the events. Those are all great, but, you know, the back-end things, making mm-hmm. sure your contracts are good, making sure your network is good by forging good relationships with other vendors, um, creating that network for yourself if you don't have that network, getting any certifications that you can get. Because right now we're in a time where Black-owned business is a big thing, women-owned right. business is a big thing, right. You know, being a vendor for your state is another big thing. Because when this, when we open back up and as things start to open back up, they need us. Right. So in these right. in this time, I decided to make sure that all of my certifications were correct. All of my any certifications that I didn't have, I applied for. And now there's also great assistance for small businesses. We've mm-hmm. become we've become a forefront where they didn't see us before. We've now stepped ahead of the curve, where most where most larger corporations are are dying out. Because you see a lot of people are going bankrupt, a lot of people are closing, a lot of small businesses are put are being pushed forward and surviving, and the resources that weren't available to us are now available to us all over the place. So I've been right. taking advantage of a lot of that. Absolutely, as you should. You yeah, should take any, advantage of all of any it. Any application that I don't know how to fill out, like I couldn't fill out the woman-owned application for the state of New Jersey if I killed that. I, ch- I tried. And I was reading it, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to. But, you know, New Jersey has a small business bureau where they give you someone to assist you, and they send you exactly what you need to fill out and exactly what you need to send in, and they walk you through the process. So, you know, I've been taking advantage of a lot of those resources mm-hmm. just to help the growth. Right of the business because as you grow you're not always well if if you're like me and you're gonna you see yourself past the next five years or you see yourself past your goal i know i'm not gonna forever stay a small business exactly positioning yourself for that next level 
So, you know, I've been resourcing, I've been taking advantage of all of the resources that have been given, been given to us now so that we can grow to that next level. Mm -hmm. And you will. And I know that, you know, we're talking about growth and these are the things that businesses, regardless of the size, should always be keeping top of mind. But we know that every day isn't a walk in a rose garden as an entrepreneur, right? So (laughs) what are some of the challenges you faced when you put that hat on and how do you mitigate those challenges? Um, I get a lot of, I got a lot of why in the beginning. Why do you want to do this? I'm sure it's going to work. Are you going to really leave your job to do this? You, you're going to walk away from a steady salary. I got a lot of why. And unfortunately, from people who I didn't think I would get it from. Wow. Uh, yeah, you know, it, 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 and that's one of, and that's another thing that a lot of entrepreneurs don't talk about and is a huge thing for us is, you know, sometimes the negativity comes from those who are closest to you. Mm-hmm. That's so, a real statement. So I, I got that a lot in the beginning, especially when I decided to do full-time entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And it's just something I had to face and push through. Do you uh, think it was coming from fear from others? Like they were afraid that you'd become too successful? Or sometimes I feel people project their own fears of failure on other people. Okay, so can I take two seconds to be real? Yes. Okay. So I do fear of success is definitely one of the answers. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like when you're doing business and you know, you're still working your nine to five and you're doing this and and your friends see it as a hobby because it's not real. It's a hobby. You, you do this after work. So Mm. it's cute then. But then when you decide to step out the box and go, I'm going to do something different that now puts you a step above the grade of what they may be doing, Mm -hmm. it becomes a fear for them that you've now become a little larger. Or you have more confidence in yourself than they ever could. So a little fear with a splash of heat. Just about. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of fear in it. it there's a lot of fear because, uh, you know, you get a lot of negativity. You're you're actually going to do this? Mm-hmm. What about this? What about, especially since I'm a single mom, how are you going to feed your kid? Mm. Trust me, that child's going to eat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One thing if, mommies do. Even if I don't eat, he'll right. eat. Right. You know, don't, don't worry about that. You know, you expect, and that's the thing, we have expectations of the people closest to us. We you do. know, you expect those people to have, give you that confidence and, oh, girl, it's going to be fine. Don't worry. And, you know, God got you and, and that's not what you get. So that's one of the challenges of entrepreneurship is you do lose people around you. Your circle changes once you get serious about what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. Your circle, your circle changes. Um, not everything in business is going to be easy. I've right. had, I've hit a couple of walls. I've had days where I've had to try more than once. I've had opportunities that I'm still not privy to at this day. 
And, you know, you just have to sort of change the mindset to not be negative about it and just realize that it just may not be your time or there's something else you need to do first. Right, right. And I think that that's that's a real thing because timing is everything. No matter how much we put things out and, you know, put it out into the universe and take all the classes and meet all the right people, if it's not the right time, it just won't happen, right? So we yeah. do have to we have to leave some some understanding in the mix for us to know that you know I could be doing all the things right but if it's not the right time it's just not the right time but i would also say too that it's very telling when you do learn who's truly supportive of you versus who says they're supportive of you right because talk everybody talks about it but when you start to see the actions behind those that are supportive versus those that are just talking about the support, it's, I would say, eye-opening. And not in a bad way either, because sometimes you need to see it so that you know how to move forward and you know how to, you know, again, reposition yourself. Because if someone is not going to be positive and truly have your back, why would you need them around, regardless of how much time you may have known them? It's all about, in my opinion, it's all about quality over quantity. And, you know, it's so funny. I recently had that, um, I had that situation happen to me where I had to just let it go, um, Mm -hmm. and let it be for Mm -hmm. that same exact reason. And the unfortunate thing about me is I'm a creature of habit and loyalty. Mm -hmm. So I take a few to let you go. Right. Even when I know you shouldn't be here, (laughs) I still take a few to let you let you be you know i try to fix it i try to tweak it i try to you know change it because oh i want us to be friends or i want us to be involved or even though i know you you don't got my back you could right. you don't even ask how business is going mm. you, you don't ask if i need any help you don't ask if i you don't support me you don't come anywhere you don't do anything you know, they, you just don't show up. You just don't, don't show up. Don't show out. Don't even cheer. Down to you know, it's so funny. I, I'm I'm one of those. You can see the hate down to even when they don't like certain things on Facebook and Instagram. They're like <laughs> personal pictures, but not your business photos. I mean, it's just like really. <laughs> like you know, you saw that. I know you on Facebook and the gram. You saw this post saw this picture i'm gonna need you to stop playing you know? <laughs> but you know i i've i even witnessed things like that and i it's absolutely true it's very eye-opening very eye-opening it is, it indeed is truly an eye-opener to who it is that's not in your corner and the length of time that you may have known them um unfortunately i've had even my own parent not be in my corner so oh man Oh yeah, my that father. hits a little differently. Yeah, my father's special. <laughs> my father's special. You know, there, there's a lot of people that you know are pretty special when it comes to not fully being there. But then that also makes us truly appreciative for those that are there. And one of the things that I'm learning is that this journey, entrepreneurial journey, you know, nine to five journey, whatever it may be, the journey that people are on it really does have a way of kind of being like topsy-turvy in a way like it's never fully a straight path as people may no. 
believe. So like maybe when we're 21, we feel like we know everything. We know that X, Y, and Z is going to happen by these dates and it is what it is. But the more you live, the more you realize that those dates are basically like tentative dates because they're not set in stone. And the people that you think would be there, they're tentative as well, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that at all because everything I feel has a reason for happening the way that it does, whether it's to teach us a lesson, whether it's to build our character, whether it's to build our business ethic, there's some reasoning behind it, but I think it also forces us to think about the people that are there and to be more grateful for them. It does. And it's yeah. so funny you said that because, you know, at 21, I I had a, a life plan, you know, I would be married by 32. I would have <laughs> kids, you know, there was no business in sight, no master's, you know, I, I had a master's degree in fancy house and all of that good stuff. And that's just not what my life is like now at all. Right. Right. <laughs> so, you know, none of that, no, there's no husband, there's no, you know, there's definitely a, a bachelor's degree, no master's, but <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. we want the big fancy house and we have, we run a whole business. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I try not to put dates and times on anything anymore because it just, it, life is definitely different than what I expected 10 years ago. And you never know what the next day is going to hold. So I've learned not to date anything um, and just go with what faith is going to provide in the moments. Because you're gonna you're gonna go where you are supposed to go as long as you believe, no matter what the curve is. Yep. Um, you know, and yes, it does help you to appreciate the people who are in your life in these rough moments because being an entrepreneur is rough. It is. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I've it's had not... I, I've had sleepless nights, days I've cried. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. body aches and pains, you and you know, not being able to take vacations or even like sleep because you you know you've got to be on to the next one. And mm-hmm. the people that are there to check on you through that is definitely God's angels. Because honey, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough, and I think some people don't fully always understand that. Again, the journey itself. It's a rigorous one, Very but much the, so. the actual benefit of the blessing is worth it, right? But it is. it's a it's a process, and it can be extremely emotional because you have to fully be in a position where you're like, you know what, regardless of all these things, I'm still going to show up. I'm still going to push. I'm still going to, you know send out the grants, even though I've gotten 10 no's, I'm still going to take the meeting, even though I don't fully feel prepared or whatever it may be. You're still going to do these things because you know that it's going to take you to the next level. You're not sure exactly when, but you know that all these steps are going to take you somewhere when you're supposed to be there. And 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 you'd be very surprised. You never know who behind the scenes is watching you to take you to the next level down the line. I've, exactly. I've had that happen know. to me, you know, where I've been in rooms with people where I've gotten the no, but in the meantime, three years down the line, someone else was in that same room. I got a no that called me to give me a yes three years later. Wow. 
And And that's just how it is. That's a real thing. I've seen that happen to a few people before where they've been in positions where they were told not right now. And they were like, okay, truly was disappointed. And then the same people that were in the room were like, you know, you may not be a good fit for this, but we have somebody we want to introduce you to. And business deals happen right then and there. And that's just how life is, right? Like you just never know, which is why I believe everyone should always be open and flexible because sometimes when that no comes, it's because it's making way for a bigger yes. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. That's, That's my little thing, Denise, that I believe. But I wanted to ask you as we start wrapping, what's your advice for listeners that are sort of kind of on the fence. They don't know. They're like, you know, Denise, I'm feeling you. I feel motivated by everything you're saying, but I don't know if I'm ready to start this business. What's your advice? You have to believe in yourself first. Uh, have confidence in yourself. Even if you don't feel like you're going to start it, start it anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing hurts a try. Right. And if you find out it's not for you, then it's not for you. But don't ever give up on any idea or anything that can create growth for you. It's mm-hmm. it, I don't think anybody should do that. I think it's a, in, in this day and age right now, especially where creativity is on such a high. If you feel like your creativity can help you soar to another level, I think you should do it. Just do it. Yeah. They're like Nike. We yeah. are not fully endorsing Nike, but we do believe just do it. Yeah, is really the message. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that you're absolutely right. There's nothing wrong, nor nothing bad, nor nothing harder than just giving it a try because a lot of people are just afraid to even try because they just don't know what's going to happen. But I think that just trying really does push you beyond that comfort zone and it opens the door for a lot more. You just never know. And if you are, and if you are afraid, do your research. Mm. You know, a lot of do definitely do your due diligence of your research, right? Because we can all be afraid and jump right in, and because we didn't do, we didn't mentally prepare ourselves for the situation, we now jump into something that we weren't maybe ready for at that particular time, where we could have researched and learned and grow and grew through the learning process first, and then did. Hmm, that's actually a really good one. It's a good point you make. Do your research, listeners. If you have an idea, be sure that there's a market for it and there's a need for it in the market at the time. I would agree Or, or with that find one. out how to make a market for it because this and part of the market be creative. Right, that's true. Listen, people, you have some work to do. And clearly, Denise just gave y'all some homework. I hope y'all are listening. And <laughs> <laughs> lastly, Denise... What are you manifesting? Mm. Growth outside of a small business. I see I see Hacksack events as such a larger thing and on such a bigger scale. And I see it I see it close. I know it may take me a couple of years, but the way twenty twenty flew by, a couple <laughs> of years is nothing. We needed twenty twenty to fly by, but right. <laughs> you know, each year has gotten shorter and shorter to me. But I see I see such a larger scale for my brand itself within mm-hmm. the next five years. I, I've done some pretty good good growth now and I'm so blessed and grateful for where I've come and how far I've come and what I've been doing. And how the versatility of who we are and what we do 
but I, I just see it on such a grander level. And it will get there for sure. Manifest thank is so waiting for it to manifest. And I thank you so much, Denise, for joining and for sharing and for being with us and dropping gems <laughs> to the listeners. And I appreciate you seriously for taking this time to do that because I already know you're busy. I know that you have events to plan. You got a whole business to run, but you took the time to share with the audience. And I'm sure that by those listening, they are appreciative of it as well. You know, again, like I said, if, if someone is listening and they are inspired, if they're empowered, even if they just get started, I think our time here has been well spent. I do appreciate you um, reaching out to me and giving me this opportunity. It's, you know, we, we need to share with each other right now. It's, Absolutely. it's a good time to share with someone else. I never know what me saying could impact or influence in the next person. So doing this means a lot and I appreciate you thinking of me. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks again for joining. And listeners, before you go, quick and friendly reminder, don't forget to share this podcast, leave a review and connect with Denise on all socials listed in the show notes so you can stay connected and updated on what HackTack Events is doing. And until Yay. next time, let's manifest. Thanks, Denise. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Manifest podcast. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Share this with your family. Share this with your friends. Share this with your colleagues. Just share this with your entire community. And until next time, let's manifest. <laughs>